welcome back to another podcast. So in today's podcast, me and Kat are going to be just talking about the movie Cruella. Um, There are going to be spoilers included in this podcast, and I'm purposely saying that in the intro so that you guys know if you want to X out of it um, and just listen to the podcast once you've seen the movie. But yes, spoilers will be included, and in the podcast we'll be talking about ratings, what we thought of it. Um, there are some, like, parent notes, so, like, what parents should be aware of and stuff, which I guess we'll read, and we'll just, we'll just, like, inform you, I guess, ish, I don't know, we were thinking of doing, like, some crime podcast where, like, we were just talking about criminals and stuff, but, because we want, we were Googling, or I was Googling, the most popular podcast topics, and that is apparently one of them, but at the same time, we thought about it, and it's just, we our channels, both of our channels, are very, like, family-friendly, and we think that if we did something like that, it would kind of ruin that image, so that's why we settled on just doing, like, a movie review, because that's also very popular, apparently, and the movie came out not that long ago, so we thought it'd be a very fun idea, um, and yeah, without further ado, let's get straight on into the podcast. Hi. Alright. Hi. So, this is take two of recording this. So, guys, I am here with Kat, and today we are going to be discussing the movie Cruella. So, just giving you um, a summary of the movie. Um, th- this whole entire podcast is filled with spoilers, so if you want to click off it, do that from now. Um, and we're just going to jump straight on into it. So... Like I said, this is take two, so some of this stuff is not going to be surprising, um, but I'm just going to repeat everything, so. Alright. So. I guess, do you want to start with the summary again? Yeah. Okay. So, go ahead. So, this is partly me reading from uh, the Google summary, and partly me adding in things that I think they should have included. Mm -hmm. Estella is a young, clever student who is determined to make herself a name in the fashion world. She soon meets a pair of thieves who appreciate her appetite for mischief, and together they build a life for themselves on the streets of London. Uh, And the reason she meets them is because uh, she was expelled from school, and her mother and her moved to London. where her mother went to a party to ask for some money from the Baroness, who's like a very, she's like a fashion icon and very, very rich. And uh, the daughters, they go to the party, but Estella creeps in and sneaks in when she's not supposed to. And they chase her out and she has to watch the Baroness kill her mother. And and the Baroness kills her mother by having her dogs jump on Estella's mother and push her off the balcony, which is the reason why Estella or Cruella doesn't like um, Dalmatian dogs. Yes. Uh, and she meets the Baroness not realizing it's the same person that killed her mother and starts working for her. And she's very successful until she realizes that uh, 
it's the Baroness did kill her mother, and then she becomes Cruella and dominates the fashion world. And uh, after uh, the Baroness attempts to kill her, and everyone thinks she everyone thinks Estella is dead, uh, and or Cruella. Um, she comes back and sets it up so uh, she stands in the exact same place her mother did and the baroness pushes her off the balcony but in the audience of the entire uh guests or the the entire group of guests at the party that she was invited to and that's how she gets her revenge yeah because they all witnessed the baroness try to kill her so all right, so um, at, in the credits, this is just a major spoiler for anyone who has not watched the movie yet. Um, there is the scene, and apparently, um, the Baroness's um, her lawyer person, his name is Roger. Which apparently, in the original, the two people are Anita and Roger. I have no clue, but um. Anyways, it shows Cruella giving each of them a dog, and then eventually Anita and Roger, like, find each other, and they get married, and then the dogs have children, and then the whole 101 Dalmatian thing begins. So. Oh, I also want to mention that uh, the Baroness is actually her real mother. Yes. But she tried to kill her, and uh, uh, her foster mother, or surrogate mother, or adopted mother, or whatever you want to call her, took her in yeah when she was a baby so she didn't know who she was adopted until like the very end yeah all right so that's about everything for the review um now let's talk about watch options so this is like the most boring part probably of the entire podcast oh and by the way everywhere it's thirty dollars um even though when you Google the movie, it says you can watch now with a Disney Plus subscription, that's not accurate. You have to pay an additional fee to watch it. So you can watch it on YouTube um, for 30 Everything's $30. Vudu, Apple TV, um, Google Play Movies and TV, Amazon Prime Video, and then Disney Plus. So in case you're interested in watching the movie. Um, and it has a Rotten Tomato score of 74%. Um, rated PG-13. It's two hours 14 minutes but like Kat said um, in another clip there's like 15 minutes of credits um, and it's considered a crime and comedy so yeah there's like 15 minutes of credits though so it's really yeah. two hours it's still a very long movie though I but it's... oh go ahead oh you go oh, okay it doesn't feel like a long movie though it's really good it's not like you're dreading the end. It's, like, really entertaining. Yeah, I just want to mention that this is probably my favorite or one of my favorite movies of all time, so. Yeah, same. My first favorite movie is obviously Bambi. But, ooh, when that movie comes out, we can do a podcast about it. Mm. Isn't it supposed to come out, like, 2028? Yeah, something crazy like that. But I think we should start, like, our own podcast series together where we review movies. Wouldn't that be fun? That would be fun, but we'd have to watch a lot of movies. A lot of the same movies, too. Yeah. Because I know some stuff, like, we don't like the same thing. 
but some stuff we do. But that yeah. would be pretty cool. Yeah, it would be cool because I like making podcasts with other people. I find it enjoyable. I don't know. I agree. And we could alternate with whose podcast channel it goes on. Like yours, mine, stuff like that. Okay, so next, I guess, we're going to read some reviews. So I guess I can start. I don't know. I really don't know what to do. I just think that we should read some reviews. So this is by someone who actually watched the movie and not a critic. I mean, we should probably have a mix. But um, I'm just going to skip over the stuff that's not super important. Like parts where she's talking about how her jaw dropped and how Emma Stone is her favorite actress and stuff like that. Like, we don't need that. Um, And it says there are plot trip, bleh, plot twists um, that made the person's jaw drop. And they were on the edge of their seat and couldn't wait to see what happened next. Um, and the movie is obviously a prequel to the live action movie, 101 Dalmatians. Um, and the mid credit scene, which we were talking, which I was talking about before, um, it, like, they talk about it in this. So it talks, well, Kat already covered all this. You get introduced to Stella, yada, yada. Um, and then. I thought. Oh, go ahead. I just want to say I thought it was, like, really interesting how the character of Estella changed, like, so dramatically when she found out the Baroness, like, had her mother's necklace. Yes, that's, like, triggered her to become evil. Yeah, I don't know how she didn't connect it, like, that the Baroness obviously had to be there, so the Baroness obviously killed her mother if she had the necklace, because Mm -hmm. she dropped the necklace, like, Estella dropped the necklace, because uh, she was wearing it at the time. She dropped it at the house. When she was running away. Yeah, yeah so she, the Baron, the whoever killed her mother obviously had to be there. And whoever took it probably killed her mother. I don't know how she made that. I didn't make that connection until the very end. But. Yeah. All right, so I think I'm going to change this and not read the ratings from, like, random viewers. I think we should read them from critics because i think that would mean more to people you know what i mean that would make more sense yeah yeah people aren't gonna care what like a viewer thinks of it all right um uh, i i don't know where what's a what's one that we've heard of i'm trying to see uh the new york times all right let's see if we can find any from them if you find one you can oh yeah i did oh okay go ahead it's, I think it's very long. Oh, uh, just maybe like important bits of it then? Oh, yeah, I see. I see it too. Yeah, okay. It's, yeah, maybe just part of it. Like the first paragraph maybe? I don't know. Okay. Cruella is a vaguely retro costume party with a treat for fashion curious kids whipped up by the bears and Gen Zers. Disney IP store winner in the Timberwolf role. When I say has for everyone, I'm not being sarcastic, though I'm certainly not being, though I'm also not being entirely complimentary. That was an interesting first paragraph.
hopefully we don't lose connection again. Something happened. Um, and in the last clip, towards the end of the last clip, um, I'm just going to repeat what I was saying in case it didn't even record the clip. Um, but I was saying that, um, I'm going to be reading the parent note from the um, app Voodoo, which is one of the places where you can get the movie, and it's actually the place I got the movie from because I don't have Disney Plus, and I didn't really want to spend like thirty dollars from a movie and like on YouTube because I feel like I wouldn't really open up YouTube enough to like watch it there or cast it. So I thought that Voodoo was a good app. Um, and not to mention that when I bought the movie, they actually I saved $9, so I only got it for $22. I have no clue what happened. But I'm just warning you that this parent guide, it says what parents need to know. It's actually kind of stupid parts of it. I'm not going to lie. Like, um, it's, it, um, I'm going to skip over some parts because it's so stupid I can't even read it. Um, so... Parents need to know that Cruella is Disney's is Disney style but dark live action origin story about the dog napping villain from Disney's 1961 classic 101 Dalmatians. Set in the early 1970s, it attempts to explain Cruella's, uh, which is Emma Stone's, um, behavior in a way that will spark empathy in viewers. Think of it. I'm sorry if you heard that. Sorry, that was a notification. Think of it as wicked by way of the devil wears product with healthy dashes of dickens and birds of prey um and some other things it's there's nothing it says there's iffy it says that there's okay cat can you tell me if there's actually there's iffy language in this is there really iffy language no no there's no iffy language there's nothing inappropriate with it at all and i mean at least i don't remember it being like that no, yeah, and on on the scale for, like, the stuff, it says violence is a 4 out of 5, which, obviously, there's lots of violence in this. Um, positive message is tied with role model with a 2 out of 5. Um, language is at a 1, which they didn't even, they weren't, they didn't swear at all in that, I'm saying, they did not swear at all. Um, consumerism, I think I'm saying that correctly, is a 1 out of 5. And then drinking and drugs and smoking and stuff is a three out of five. And that's because probably it takes place in like the seventies and stuff. Yeah, there was there was some smoking, but like Yeah. And then the first place she's working at there is some um drinking too, but that's about it. And it says, um it says there's one implied drunkenness, um, which um there is a scene where she does she's supposed to be cleaning her boss's offices before she meets the Baroness. Um, and she finds the alcohol. That's the only scene, really, honestly. And then she does, like, the best, uh, front window. Yeah, she's, like, she's out of it, but she does the, like, a really good display, and then the Baroness sees it, and, like, that's how she meets the Baroness. So it was a good thing for her. And continuing on, it says, and a couple of punches and tackles are played for comedic for like a comedy effect um comedic effect um this is definitely a murderous revenge story okay so there are some parts where she says that she wants to she's like talking about like they're like like her like one of her henchmen people that work for her or whatever jasper whatever he says like you're not gonna kill her are you and she's like it's not part of the current plan i mean 
is that really a murderous part of the story? I don't really know. I mean, she was... I mean, the Baroness obviously wanted to murder her. I hated the Baroness. The Baroness was so evil. She was. I just want to say that the one thing that maybe I didn't like as much about the movie was the soundtrack. Yeah. Okay, yes. There was a lot of music in that. Some parts of the music, um, like... It was it fit the story. Other parts it was just filling in the background. Um, like it was just like in the background and it was really unnecessary. And some people will like it, some people will hate it. Um I mean I was okay with it. It wasn't my favorite, but like Carrie said she liked it with that. So I mean it's just your personal I, preference, I guess. But I mean, like there were there was this one scene where she was uh sewing a dress like in the middle of the night, and usually you would have some like like not upbeat music but they had some very like bright music like she was walking through the city in the middle of the day yeah and like there was a lot of music with lyrics which didn't really seem to play well with the with like crowd scenes and dialogue yeah it just the music was also very loud in comparison it wasn't like background yeah especially with the lyrics you couldn't really hear what they were saying for some parts of it honestly I think they could have done a bit better on the soundtrack, but the movie as a whole was Was really very good. Yeah. So it says, Cruella's life is in danger more than once, and a parent dies partially on camera as her child watches. Now, this part, Kat has brought this up with the Baroness blows the whistle, the dogs come out, they pounce on Cruella's mother, and she gets pushed off the balcony. Now, you do not see her go splat onto the pavement. It's water. (laughs) There's water there, too. It shows her just, like, arms flailing a bit as she falls, and then, like, shows um, Estella's reaction, and that's it. So they're, like, making this seem like it shows them dying on camera. It's not- I mean, that was, that was like, a key part of the movie. You, yeah. You not show that. It triggered her, yeah. Um, the circumstances- I mean, Oh, go ahead. As, as for the role model, sort of- rating that they gave i feel like that's fair because she is indeed evil for like half of it yeah i don't really get where the positive message comes into play i mean i guess like keep following your dreams i don't know like they're saying that it wasn't a very positive message i think because it it was about revenge I, i i will give them that oh no but it says like a positive message is a scale of two out of five like, as there was one in the movie. I mean... I don't really I don't really know where that comes into play, honestly. I don't know if there, like, really was a message at all. Yeah. Which I'm not complaining about, because, like, if you have a movie that's too centered over the message, that's just not fun. Yeah, it's, it's kind of stupid. This is um, like a classic, like, good versus evil story, which I yeah, like. Yeah, this though. was just evil the whole time. I loved it. Like, like partly, that. though, like, the the evil people were also kind of, it's, it's, they were sort of the lesser evil of the evils. It was, it was very interesting in the yeah. fact that it wasn't, like, typical of a Disney movie. Um, and we were talking about this a bit, um, before, but some scenes in the movie, like, by the, when we say talking about this before, we don't mean in the podcast, we mean, like, 
not recording, but we agreed that some scenes in the movie were a bit dragged out and, like, they could have made them shorter. Like, the whole fire scene, I feel like her seeing the shadow of that guy was a little... Mm, I don't know. I feel like they just made I mean, the fire scene a little too long. The, the fire meaning of the Baroness trying to kill Cruella oh, slash Estella. Yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, I, I agree. That was a bit of a long scene, but... The movie, I mean, you couldn't really cut it down more than a couple minutes. Yeah. Another scene that was a little dragged out is the fashion show when she has her own fashion show with, like, the singing and stuff, and then it takes forever for her to actually come out. Oh, come on, but I liked that. I know. Oh, one more thing I want to bring up while we're here. Um, there's a lot of flashing lights towards the middle of the movie. Yes. Um, so if you're, like, sensitive to that, you, um... When so what happens is when she rides in on her motorcycle, I would close your eyes because like the paparazzi's there and takes tons of pictures. Like I couldn't even watch it. Yeah, me neither. That was so hard to watch. It was really hard to watch, especially if you're watching it in the dark or in a movie theater. It's it's really hard to watch, honestly. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna continue on with this what parents need to know garbage. Um, so the circumstances around Carla be- um becoming an orphan may be upsetting for kids who've lost or been separated from their own parents slash families. So I get how this could be a bit upsetting to people um, if something happened to a family member. Um, I get that it could, like, trigger something. But at the same time, I feel like her being separated from her mother wasn't a key part of the movie. I mean, she wanted to get the necklace back. Well, I mean, no, that was, that was like, the key part of the movie. Like, that was what yeah. her entire revenge revolved around. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Because the Baroness did try to kill her mother. Or she did kill her mother. Yeah. I mean, I, I also, I would also say to that, like, Frozen is equally upsetting to a child who's lost a parent. Like, yeah. Expe- I don't this, know. This it, is extra sad because she has no dad. Her dad dies, too, because it's the Baron. Oh, yeah, but he, like, dies of, like, natural causes or yeah. something. But, like, I mean, like, in, you could say that for every Frozen movie where they kill a parent, like... It's typical Disney. They always have to kill someone. Yeah, that's... I think I read somewhere that's because uh, it, uh, Walt Disney's mother was killed. Really? That's surprising. That or he- died at a young age, like... That's surprising. Or that he, he just that in his movies a little bit he he just wanted to take it out on the rest of the world for me and make them suffer and watch uh little kids on movies parents die yeah i don't think that's right honestly Mm. okay now this is another part this is a part of the what parenting to know thing that i think is really stupid because if this didn't happen in the movie she wouldn't have gotten expelled and it says also children bullying young cruella because she's different and both Cruella and her um eventual like her okay so basically what it's trying to say um is that in the movie there's bullying and she gets bullied a bit by her boss but I feel like if they didn't include that she'd have no motivation for anything I mean yeah like and she does have that weird hair yeah but I think it's cool honestly I don't it is I don't see why you would get bullied for that it's cool and if Disney didn't incorporate that into the movie, then she wouldn't have gotten expelled because she wouldn't want to fight back. And something that was really upsetting is that they never talked to the other kid. It was always her who got in trouble. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. I don't think that's right, honestly. 
Well, I mean, it was probably because she was a girl. Yeah. And it was the 1970s. It was. Um, Before you go on with that, could I just read, like, another paragraph from the the New York Times one? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, Let's see. Her motive is revenge, and her methods include fraud, theft, and deceit. But the closest she comes to evil is occasional self selfish in, insensitivity to her friends. She isn't a monster. She's an artist, and her theatrically outrageous misbehavior is a sign of her uncompromising creativity. Lots of big words there, but basically, <laughs> uh, but basically, she just likes, or she just, she's a fashion designer, and yeah, her way of. Oh, her way of revenge was just, like, coming out with, like, different fashion looks that would kind of almost make the Baroness feel threatened, you know? And she, and she did do that. Like, the Baroness was, and she was, she was still Estella by day, Cruella by night when she was working for the Baroness. That was pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, it was. I love the part when she did that gorgeous dress with the jewels. Oh and it my turned God. out to be, and it turned out to be moth cocoons and ruined the entire show. And then everyone went outside and saw Cruella's um, fashion show. Yeah, that was great. That well, was- I think they could have done the scenes a little better because you couldn't really see the clothes that they were wearing. It was just sort of flashing. Was- you could see bodies and lights and colors. Yeah. But- there was so much red lights and stuff. It was like colored lights flashing across the screen. And then like people like like one second shots or split second shots of people walking past in different outfits, but you couldn't see what they were wearing because of yeah. the color and the speed of, of which it was going. Yeah. All right. So um just continuing on a little bit. Um the Baroness um the Baroness and Cruella are wickedly fun. Um, they're mean and treat each other and treat others terribly in ways that may make viewers laugh, but certainly aren't kind. On the positive side, the film is notably more diverse than previous Dalmatian movies and Cruella clearly demonstrates perseverance. Um, and then this really got me annoyed because I think they should have incorporated this into the movie, um, even if they didn't show it on camera, but it says, oh, and about that dog coat, you don't have to worry about it, at least not in this film. I think they could have at least had Cruella make, like, have made a dog coat out of the Baroness's Dalmatian dogs. They didn't have to show her getting the dogs and, you know, sewing the fur together <laughs> the dogs. But I think it would have been really cool if she actually had made a coat out of it. But, I mean, then you wouldn't have been able to connect it to the 101 Dalmatians. Because you wouldn't have the dogs to give to Anita and Roger. No, Which but I didn't even know about the cutscene, and I was very upset that I didn't get to watch that. Yeah, it was really short, though. That's true, but like, still, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, st- I mean, because the dogs she gives to Anita and Roger aren't the Baroness's dogs. It's like maybe, like I think it might be ones that she got or something and gives it to them because they're baby ones. Oh. So, yeah, yeah, see, then that wouldn't matter if they made a coat yeah. out of the dogs. Yeah, and, and there's a scene where the Baroness thinks that Cruella made a coat out of the dogs, but she really didn't. It was just, like, a print, which I don't know how the Baroness thought that because it didn't look anything like fur, and I thought she was really stupid in that scene, but whatever. So that's everything that parents need to know. So if you're but, but the, 
but the Baroness's facial expression, like, and she made a coat out of my dogs. And if she actually did make a coat out of her dogs, that'd be so much, like, in-your-face-er. Uh-huh. Yeah, that would just get her really, like, mad and stuff. And especially since we don't like the Baroness. Yes, I I hate her, like, a lot. Um, Mm -mm. And with the pack thing on Voodoo... Um, there, it did come with a bunch of bonus features, like deleted scenes and stuff. So, yeah, it's. I would recommend buying the movie. Honestly, I would not recommend seeing it in the theater. If you buy it on Disney Plus or like on any other like website that's like has the movie, you actually get to keep the movie, and it's cheaper. You can literally have like your entire neighborhood watch the movie for cheaper than going to the theater. Honestly, I mean, yeah, it was probably. We watched it with two other friends, so mm-hmm. it was probably cheaper for us, uh, what with having, like, the snacks and whatnot, uh, yeah. and the four of us, it was probably, it would have probably been more than $30 to bring us all and uh, some other people to the movies. And not to mention, especially the scene where you find out Cruella's backstory, we had to re- rewind a couple of times because we could not believe it. So there's always that. You can rewind and stuff and pause. Yeah, because, like, there were a couple times when we were talking and we missed the thing and or it was confusing because it was, like, so bizarre. Yeah, there's some really shocking parts of this movie. Like, when the when the... I don't know who he is... But, like, the Baroness's friend or something, manager, turns out to, uh, turns out to be, like, the guy who saved her life, Estella's life. Yeah, his name's John, apparently, in the movie. Yeah, but I, like, I don't know, like, like, what What? role he plays. Like, obviously, Roger was the, uh, the, 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 the lawyer, and Anita was the friend slash reporter, but, like, we don't know who, like, what his, what his profession is. Yeah, he he worked for the Baroness, but I don't know what he did for her, like... I think they could have made that a bit more clear, because you couldn't yeah. tell if he was a fellow fashion designer, uh, or, like, her husband. Like, yeah. we find out that he's not her husband, but, like, he could have been, for yeah. all the clarification we got. Yeah, it was a bit confusing with what his role was, so that's something that Disney could have done. And I think, like I've said a couple of times, like, not in this podcast, but they should do this more with, like, Disney villain backstories. Because, like, if you didn't have this movie, you would just think that Cruella is, like, some psycho villain who wants to skin dogs for fun. But, I mean, she still shouldn't skin the dogs, but she has a reason, you know? Yeah, I mean, I would love a lot more uh, villain backstories. Like, mm-hmm. Krilla is obviously now my favorite villain. Uh, yeah, same. Because this is this is my favorite Disney movie. I, I it's not my favorite movie of all time, but it's my favorite Disney movie. Uh, I'm not a general fan of Disney, but this was this was great. Yeah. Um, I would like to see, I don't know, maybe like a Maleficent backstory. Ooh, yeah. 
I I used to like Maleficent and Ursula. They used to be my favorite, but I I I don't know. I oh like- wait, isn't there a Maleficent movie? I have actually I haven't watched that. I don't know if that's a villain backstory though. Okay, so this is by the way, if you haven't seen the Maleficent movies, there's two. Um, I'm not gonna spoil anything, but it's kind of ish a backstory. I mean, it doesn't really tell you. Actually, it does. There, yeah, I you find out kind of why she hates um the king. You know how you know Aurora's father. Um, you she you find out why she hates Aurora and her father. I mean, if you want, I can tell you, but if not, you know. No thanks. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll probably watch it on my own sometime. Yeah, it's because he does something to her that she that triggers her. Um, but in terms of a backstory, I mean. It, it shows the thing about that movie is it has a, it's the whole movie does not focus on her backstory like there's maybe like 30 minutes maybe like 25 minutes of the movie of her like what happened to her and then after that it's like the whole stupid sleeping beauty story with aurora except there is a twist where in that movie maleficent is actually nice to aurora in some parts and hmm. stuff so it's a bit different um, I definitely think that they did a better job with the Cruella movie. Um, but it's still pretty good. Yeah. So, um, did we cover everything? I think pretty much. Yeah, there was a lot with that movie. I'm just gonna go back to Google just to make sure. Alright. I just wanna say that I want I know this would be entirely too expensive and probably unrealistic, but I hope they do a villain backstory for every Disney villain because it's so much more interesting than the like stereotypical Disney movie. Yeah, it's not like a fight against good and evil. It's more like a way the villain got evil and/or a fight like a smaller evil against a bigger evil. Like it's very interesting. Yeah, and I think they could do something like that. I think it just depends on how well this movie does. And their budget was 100 to $200 million. And wait, does the box office mean how much they've made? Uh, I believe so. I'm not sure if it's, like, net or gross, but... And it says the box office is $183.8 million. So their budget was 100 to $200 million. They've almost, if not completely, made back their entire budget. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm going to Google... Um, I'm going to Google the Mulan uh, 2020 movie. Because that movie, I don't think, did that good, honestly. Oh, my gosh. You will not believe this. Ready for something crazy? What? The budget for the Mulan movie was $200 million, which is kind of understandable with, like, these live-action Disney movies that are, like, crazy with, like, the fighting, the explosions, CGI, all that. And if box office means how much money they, like, earned, you want to know how much they earned for the, Mu- for the Mulan movie? Oh, how much? $70 million. That's wow. bad, honestly. Wait, they- what did Cruella get again? Um, like, 183 million. And that hasn't even been out for very long. Yeah, it's only been out for, like, since, like, um, I think May. 
I haven't heard a lot about it this, but I heard a little bit like something how the cast in Mulan was being treated. And that's why I think a lot of people didn't go and watch the movie. Wait, how are they being treated? Uh, apparently very poorly. Uh, that's why I didn't go and watch the movie. Uh, I don't, I didn't read the whole story, but. Oh, wait, hold on. I'm clicking on it. That's interesting, honestly. Um, so, uh, um, Um, sorry, I'm just reading. Yeah, anyway, I heard a lot about the Mulan movie that, like, it wasn't very good in general. Like, it's very different from the cartoon, which is one of all, one of my favorite Disney movies of all time. Wait, cat? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought that you couldn't hear me for a second. I got scared because the microphone icon in the corner of um the screen disappeared, and I got scared. Oh yeah, and I know I couldn't hear you for a second, but now I can hear you, of course. Oh, did you hear what I said about the Mulan or people or no? Uh, no. Can you repeat it? Oh yeah. So I just was scanning the article quickly, and it said that the one who played Mulan, like the people treat, because like in the Mulan movie, she like like goes to war and stuff you know um cause, um and said like the people behind set like treated her as like a guy and not so much a girl because of that for some reason and i'm sure some other stuff happened too but that was the main thing that happened so well yeah i wonder why anchor is cutting in and out with their audio clips honestly not that good i think it might be like a connection thing yeah same so, anyways, oh wait, hold on. There's a top story. So sorry, sorry, sorry. I just saw this one quick thing. Sorry, this is like a very long podcast. Um, I'm just, I, I just, it just caught my eye. It said it surpasses, um, two hundred million dollars. Wow. What did the Cruella movie? Oh yeah, and that was eight hours ago. Yeah. Wow. Anyways, oh go ahead. Oh, this I was going to say, it must be, like, very popular. And apparently a lot of people share the same views that it was a very, very good movie. Yeah. So, do you think we covered everything? I think we did. I think we were a little, like, biased, though, because we loved the movie so much. But Yeah. You you have to watch it for yourself um, and just, like, like, just, you know, like, it's your opinion, however you think of the movie. I don't know if that made any sense. You just have to watch it, and I, guess I mean, so if this is like a, do you recommend it or not? Obviously, I would recommend this. Yeah, same. So if you guys enjoyed listening to this podcast, um, make sure to contact me on my website because me and Cat really want to start a series with this. Um, and make sure to go and check out some of Cat's other podcasts. Um, the link for our channel will be in the description below. And then, of course, the usual LS Productions 
website and then merch obviously um links for all that will be in the description below um this podcast will be available probably tomorrow just because we're recording this at like 10 o'clock at night so probably will become available july 6th um so yeah i want to thank you so much cat for joining me and i'm sorry if the audio and parts of this was just really bad um yeah thank you so much for joining me i hope we can do this soon sometime Oh, yeah. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, same. And there's one more thing I want to say. I was not able to have Mira. Um, and well, sorry, I'm just saying this in the podcast. Um, I don't really feel like texting this later, but I was not able to have Mira do the interview. So possibly maybe tomorrow you could do the interview if you have time. Uh, possibly. If not, then that's OK, because I'm. Yeah. If not, it would probably be more realistic. But what would what day? Wednesday? Oh, yeah, sure. So, anyway, yeah. thank you so much for joining me in this podcast. And I'm sorry to everyone listening that it's so long. I think this might be my longest podcast ever, but it was like really fun doing it. So maybe not as long as that 40 minute one. Well, we actually have that other clip. So my intro is that's true a minute or like over a minute. And then this is this is already over 28 minutes. Oh, yeah. I listened to the the, the 40 minute one. It was actually really good. Oh, thank you. So, anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Kat, for joining me. And I'll talk to you guys in my next podcast. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. So, um, this is quickly after I finished recording with Kat. Um, so, I'm listening to the audio, and some parts just cut out a bit. And I'm sorry about that. It's just how the anchor phone call thing went. But, anyways, if you made it through the whole podcast, thank you guys so much for listening. It means so much to me and Kat. Um, I think we both think, actually, that this podcast went really well. And we both hope that you enjoyed it. And um, I'll, t- I'll talk to you in my next podcast for real this time. Bye. Bye.